I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is. Welcome back to another episode of the Gold Diggers Podcast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. We've had yet another week of eventful football. To be honest, we've had so much football that we actually cannot keep up. We sat here for like 10 minutes prior just trying to figure out <laughs> exactly what happened this week because there's just been so many matches, so many good quality matches as well. And I must say, we've got to start with the champions of England. Now, Liverpool faced City earlier on in the week. And let's just start with that guard of honour, yeah? <laughs> Is it just me or guard of honour was just so salty? I heard it was bad. I had it once Yeah. Because they walked off like halfway through it anyway. It wasn't even a proper one. And some people were like this. Yeah, just that. <laughs> Did you see? I think it was Otamendi. He had something in his hand. He was it like this? Yeah, was just like, like a shin pad, and he was just like, <laughs> mate. They all literally walked off before the last person had walked through the guard. Like, what even is that? But anyway, everyone's looking at me because I know that I forgot to introduce everybody. So you were joined, <laughs> you were joined by me. At FLWN underscore on Twitter, and I am joined with um, Julie at underscore J Rosada, Beatrice at Bookie underscore Beatrice, Brianna at Shackard, Bria Bray Blue, and Samantha at SRCK12. Fantastic, ladies. But back to the point, you see, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time now. I've never seen any team be so disrespected by another team the first time they've won the Premier League. Like, okay, so it's been 30 years since Liverpool won the league. Maybe they just don't know that it's customary to at least try. (laughs) 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 Your first thing off to be a crowd. Yeah, but why so salty? I don't get it. Like, you have your own Prem, like, you have your own titles, guys. Like, come on, just give it to them at least. Listen, I think, yeah. 
I think the whole debacle surrounded um, so Raheem Sterling having to give Liverpool a guard of honour is what started this whole yeah, situation. Yeah. Probably. And he was one that scored first. Yep. Yeah. And technically, he should have got two goals. <laughs> like, I'm not being funny, but whether Chamberlain was there or not, like, it still would have gone in. Mm. But, 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 yeah, like, I just feel like during that entire match, Liverpool, it's not like Liverpool didn't try. They were taking their chances. Their chances just wasn't, you know, converting into anything. Mm. Um, I don't think Mane and Salah had a particularly bad game. I don't think their midfield had a bad game. I, I don't know. I just felt like Man City came to do what they wanted to do. They wanted to humiliate them. And they, yeah, they clearly disrespected them. They disrespected them. And I thought for, like, the first 10 minutes, it was going to be maybe a 2-2 draw because they were both going at it. Yeah. Now, I think once Raheem, St- Raheem Sterling scored, you could just feel the bitterness download into the Liverpool players. <laughs> <laughs> you could just feel the bitterness, you know. You could just feel it. So ever since then, it just went downhill. And I think losing 4-0 just after you've won the Premier League, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, in it? Like, is that not embarrassing? It's very embarrassing. But Pep didn't want to lose the club again. Like, he was like, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking it no more. Lee, what was the um, their score in their last match that they played together? Was oh. it 3-2? We have a look. I think it was 3-2. Or 2 or 3-2. Or 3-1. Because cool. I think Liverpool were winning and they scored like a goal, but they mm-hmm. tried to 3-1. And I feel like it was at that point that Pep knew that he's lost the league. <laughs> like, honestly. But regarding that match, like, I... I genuinely didn't believe that Liverpool could suffer four. True. I I they would try, but they didn't even... They gave up after, like, the second goal, and it just got mm-hmm. worse. And did you, did you see Van Dijk acting as if he cared? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, Van Dijk, if you really care, like, you wouldn't be such a slut in the back. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, Joe Gomez was all over the floor like he couldn't handle Sterling so wait he got subbed at half time as well so yeah can you imagine yeah Liverpool fans are like oh yeah now Houston's gonna have to give Gomez a card of honour did you see the picture of Hugh Sterling um, put on Twitter yeah oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it Gomez medium and I'm sure that's not the original snapshot. He probably photoshopped that there. <laughs> no, it probably was, but... No, it was. It would be like a wider picture and he just cropped that part. Circumstances. God. Because <laughs> the Liverpool fans were like, bring me Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he came. He really um, came. He really he came, arrived and embarrassed them completely. Anyway, like we said, congratulations to Liverpool. We'll probably yeah. be... One of the weakest champions we've seen in a while. Oh. No, I don't want to say that. But anyway, um, with um, just staying on Liverpool for a second. So the timeline on Twitter this week had a bit of a mare with football opinions. And here is one of them. So what we're going to do, we're going to discuss three timeline opinions that we saw this week on Twitter. And we think were a bit wild. So... The first opinion was you would trade Killian Mbappe for... No, no, no. You would trade Mane and Salah for Killian Mbappe. Would anyone in this group trade both of them for one player of Killian Mbappe? 
No, that's dumb. Wait, so you say it's a bit of you say and transfer both to have one. Yeah. Mm. So would you take the two Liverpool forwards or would you, or would you take Mbappe? I would take the two Liverpool forwards because collectively they would give me more. Yeah, I'd have full of strength in that front three. I mean, I know Mbappe does what he needs to do. Sorry, Julie, what did you say? We didn't hear you. Like common sense, no? Like you would just take two against one because you yeah. both instead of just having to rely on one player. A lot of people's arguments is that Mbappe is better than both Salah and Mane put together. Now, I just don't understand where that comes, where that concept has come from. But, I mean, it's, it's out there in the air, isn't it? Personally, for me, I think Mane and Salah together much better than Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> Look at Brianna's face. Like, it just says it all. It, does, it just doesn't make any sense. Brianna, what are your thoughts on these opinions? I'm just a bit confused because, like, if someone said, like, you know, Firmino and Mane or Firmino and Salah for um, Mbappe, I'd be like, okay, like, it's a bit more difficult. But swapping out them both, like, I'm not getting it. Like, what type of front three are you going to have left? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> front two. You'd have Firmino behind Mbappe and that's it. It doesn't make any sense at all. But touching on that point, if you had to trade one for Kylian Mbappe, who would you trade and why? Firmino. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> Only money and stuff. We all want to get rid of him. Firmino <laughs> <laughs> can get. So, Julie, let's start with you. Let's go around the table. Julie. I want to say, I'd say money because I'll take out money bringing him back just because I know Salah's a better player than money. So again, like just common, I would just have the two up front. Yeah, I mean, the mm-hmm. I mean, they do similar things, but I'm going solo, so yeah. Okay, Samantha. Um, I don't know. I think, I think I'd, I think I'd get rid of Salah. I know, I know, like stats wise, he like supersedes Mane, but I feel like Mane does more on the pitch in terms of creativity um defensively as well like I feel like he does a better dribbler as well so there's things that I'd actually prefer to have Mane over than Salah purely because of her facial expressions Beatrice (laughs) 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 I want to hear what you have to say (laughs) I mean in terms of creativity I don't think Mane is better creatively the numbers don't show that so I'm not really sure that would, for me, that wouldn't be an argument. I think the person I would take out is just based on um, Mbappe's favoured position. So I think he plays more on the right. Yeah, PSG plays on the right. Yeah, so for that reason alone, I would just take out Salah because Mbappe plays in that position. So that's it. Fair enough. Yeah, I get that. We're going we to come back to your two debate because that's going to be interesting. Um, Brianna, what about you? I think I'd get rid of Salah. Yeah. I think probably for the same reason, just purely because of the position. I I don't think one of Salah or Mane like worse than each other, like in the sense that, you know, you'd be that much worse off, I mm. personally. Um, yeah. 
Oh, what about you, Bridget? I actually don't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't take. You wouldn't. Um, what's it called? Jesus Christ! You wouldn't know who to take <laughs> out for Mana, Mane, and Salah. You wouldn't know who to take out for Mbappe. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, for me, I think I'm taking out Mane with ease. <laughs> <laughs> with ease, and I'm not even going to tell you guys why because I really want to hear this debate that's gonna, about to happen. So, Mane or Salah, which is the better footballer? I need to hear from Samantha because I feel like Samantha is going to say Mane. Yeah. Yeah. Back it up, back it up, back it up because Beatrice is going to be... Beatrice is ready. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? Like, for me, I think I I like his style more than I do Salah's. I think Mm. that's purely why. But I do agree with what Beatrice said in terms of, like, position if if she was to swap then that makes sense because you'd rather have advantage on that player's side. At least that mm. you'll be using that that right leg to be scoring goals. But I know that, I know stats-wise, Salah is obviously better than Mane, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I just like his, I just like his play and I like what he does on the pitch really more than I do Salah. But my question is, right, what does he do on the pitch that Salah doesn't do? Because I, I really just don't understand the concept of, of course, yeah, there's statistics and stuff. But I feel like statistics should only be used to separate players when they are extremely similar. And mm. I feel like in that respect, Mane and Salah, they're so similar that you have to use stats to separate It's true. Them. It's true. Yeah. But doesn't Mane have more, like, assists than Salah? Beatrice? Um... Mane's got seven and Salah's got eight, so it's only by one. It's only by one. Yeah. In the Premier League, yeah. Mm. Mm. You don't look like you're swayed enough. Okay, Beatrice, who's the best player, Mane or Salah, and why? I think purely because of what Salah has done in the league from the first moment he arrived, I would say Salah. Mm. Um, because his first season, no one's touching t- Mane himself can't touch that. No one's touching mm. it. That was exceptional. Wow. Fair enough, he hasn't been able to replicate it. That would be difficult to do anyway. But mm. I think every single season... So he's been here... This is his third season, right? Yeah. Well, technically his fourth because he was with Chelsea, but... No, yeah, that doesn't but... count. Anyway, his third season for Liverpool, his first two seasons for Liverpool, he won the Golden Boot. Mm. This season he probably won't. He technically he won it one and one and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> they each got they each, they each got the little trophy set, so whatever. He got the gold <laughs> boot twice in a row. That's all I know. <laughs> and in those two seasons as well, he got more assists than Mane as well. So mm. and I think his impact even when he's not like scoring goals, you can see that he's helping. He's helping create space. Like he's drawing players to him, helping create space for other attackers. So, his I feel like his impact is almost underrated, um, and he doesn't get the respect that he does deserve. But I think he's a better player, to be honest. So, in terms of creativity, can we all like collectively agree that Salah brings more creativity to the team than Mane does? Oh, everyone's silent now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I want to say yeah, but 
I think it's fair to say it's almost on the, the same level, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I feel like both of them, they do have, like, when they receive the ball, there's a sense of, like, anticipation when they have the ball. Yeah. So, like, at least you have... Is Salah... Is he right-footed? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So at least both of them, Steve Mane, he'll be on the left side of the pitch then you have Salah on the right. So at least there's both of them are basically doing what they need to do to be an asset to the team. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> I see where, like, I definitely see where Bitch is coming from because I'm never going to discredit what Salah does for the team. But mm. I don't know. I like Mane, you know? I like yeah. it. I feel, I feel like Mane is actually just the, the more likeable player. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think it's down yeah. to, to be honest. yeah. No, okay, I know, like, Julie, I think you agree that Salah is a better player than Mane, right? What about you, Brianna? Because what do you think? I think that Salah is more influential for Liverpool, for sure. Um, though, I, I don't know, it's difficult to sort of say one's better than the other without, like, seeming like you're disrespecting the other one. Yeah. And I, feel like I don't really want to feel like I'm disrespecting Mane because there's a lot that he does. I think he's he's quite a bit quicker than Salah. Um, and like that helps quite a bit for like counter-attacks and stuff. I don't know. Like it's, it's really difficult to separate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're, they're actually both quick. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, both quick. Right. yeah. they're both quick, both creative. They both have a... Okay, this is something that a lot of people said. So I, I asked a question on Twitter. A lot of people said Mane has more football intelligence. You see, now this whole football intelligence word really annoys me anyway, but... What's guys, football intelligence? I've seen both of them miss some chances that they should not be missing. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know about football intelligence. I think they both have some sort of intelligence. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can actually rate it and be like, oh, this one's more intelligent than the other. Mm. What? I do think Salah is more like he actually, he probably uses the chances that, uses more of his chances than Mane does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 100%. Like, if you give Salah 10 chances, he's most likely banging in 8 or 9. 8 or 9, yeah. Mane, maybe 5 probably or 6. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that clinical. Like you, you're given quite a few chances. Lastly, Bree, what do you? Who do you think's better, Mane or Salah? Salah, I guess. I don't know. Do you have any? Why do you think Salah? I, I don't know. Like I don't watch them like that to determine who's better than who. So my opinion is this is a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But for me, it's clearly Salah. But I, I don't really want to touch on why because I don't really want any Liverpool fans to come and attack me. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, they won't stop. Don't come and kill me, please. I don't want it. I really don't want it. But moving on to the rival side of the Midlands, Manchester United. Yeah, I'm I'm shook. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I'm shook. I'm shook. Like, if any of you can say that you're not shook, you're lying, fam. You're lying. Yeah. You're, you're shook. You're shook too, innit? Yeah. Everyone has to be realistic. Everyone has to be. Yeah. Now, Brianna, I did not get a, an opinion <laughs> from at all. Yeah. No, I am. I am. I, I feel like Oli can can still find a way, low key, to mess it up. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> 
It is nice. It's looking, it's looking really scary right now. It is. Oh, Beatrice, your best smiley. All 32 teeth. I can see it. <laughs> what has been the difference for Man United since the restart? What has been the difference? Or should I say? I think, I think it's a mixture of confidence. Pogba and Bruno link up. Um, Rashford and Marshall link up. And just our best 11 playing all the time. Because Ole has played our best 11 for the last three games. And it works, honestly. Yeah. It, it just works. So that's it, boy. How are it you just... feeling with this Bruno and Pogba link up at the moment? I like it a lot. Like, I feel confident going into games. That has not happened for a while. Like, we haven't actually lost the game. You don't have Arsenal. We haven't lost the game. Yeah, we don't. We haven't lost the game since January, since Bruno actually came in. But even still, we kind of were a little bit anxious saying, oh, is, we had a good run with Ole starting. Was it going to, like, flop? But now, I don't feel like it's going to flop. I feel like genuinely we could win all five games left. Like, that's how confident I feel. Like, no, our run is quite easy. Like, we can win every single game left. And it's just good right now. It's good. Marshall is smiling. Even Marshall, you're talking about me smiling. Have you seen Marshall smiling every day? Team. That's even more pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was but I, okay, I'm gonna back you into a corner here, and I need to know. I need to hear valid reasons as to why you choose one over the other. If we had to pick one to stay at United due to their impact on the team. Uh-oh. Bruno Fernandez or Paul Pogba, who would you pick and why? Flip's sake. I'm sorry, I backed you into a corner, mate. Um, are you saying right now? Right now. Transfer deadline is tomorrow and you have to get rid of one of them. I would say I would allow Pogba to go. I love how you changed it to allow. (laughs) (laughs) I would allow Pogba to go because for the last two years, I've been wanting him to leave for his own good because I think he deserves better. So I would definitely pick Bruno to stay, um, mainly because he's not, um, I would say he's not as big of a player as Pogba is. First of all, Pogba can go on to do a lot. Like he's, He's top level elite. So Bruno is, he's getting there. He's getting there. So I think I'll pick Bruno. And also because they actually both play different positions. Bruno for us, Bruno is a number 10. Um, Pogba plays, he played in the number 10 role at Juve. But at United, he plays more of a box-to-box role, sometimes even a DM. So I think right now we need that number 10 is working. Yeah. Rihanna, from the outside looking in, who would you think is the better choice for Man United to stay with? I wouldn't let Pogba go, like, ever. I wouldn't be... You seem, like, really selfless. (laughs) Like, I actually really do appreciate, like, how selfless that was. I don't (laughs) think I could do it. Because, I don't know, I, I think it's very difficult to find player that does the stuff that Pogba can do all in one package mm. in comparison to maybe finding another Bruno, which I'm not saying would be easy, but it would be easier mm. than finding another Pogba for sure, to mm. me. That's a, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know who to ask next. 
Julian, some up. You guys are giving bare poker faces. Like, I don't know. I, I can't gauge your opinion. Um, do you know, Julie, what would you do? I uh, I probably keep Pogba just because. I don't know. Like again, what Brianna said. Like just because of, like it's just why why would you get rid of him? I mean, mm. if I had the choice, like because very much soon he probably will leave. But if I had the choice and I could choose, I have to keep him because, like with Bruno, yeah, like the first. Before um, lockdown, he was like, like, everyone was like, oh my gosh, he's this, he's that. But then coming back, you could see that he was slipping up a little bit. Mm. And if, if I'm going to take my chances, and I know that Pogba can like, be 100% all the time, I'm keeping Pogba. So. Mm. Uh, Pogba's been through it, man. I don't want him to look I'm looking yeah, around thinking... Yeah, but you have to forget your opinion. You have to think of the club. Like, <laughs> you're keeping Pogba over somebody that's forcing the kicks when he doesn't get what he wants and stuff like Bruno doing the I think it was the last game or the game before like yeah 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 he does he does too much but yeah like sorry no one on that team does anything so to be honest although I have criticized him for doing too much sometimes no one else has done nothing anyway so he might as well Mm. okay fair enough but so that was a bit cheeky for me I just I really went off topic but I I just wanted to know I really Sorry, sorry, sorry. Beatrice, give us a rundown of Man United versus Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. 3-0. Um, Greenwood was exceptional in that match. Like, oh, I wish we started playing him from the start of the season. Like, I remember when I, when I called this, last season, end of last season, I said I wanted youngsters to play. And I was talking about Greenwood in particular. But yeah, people were like, no, we don't need that. We need to invest in players, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Greenwood is a talent. Give mm. this guy the ball and he will get you goals. And in that Brighton match, he showed it. Two goals. Um, but I can't remember the goals because it was kind of a long time ago. But his um, contribution to our team since the restart, it's, it's like, I'm, for me, Greenwood is more talented than... Oh, Rashford's like he's more no, yeah, Ooh. he is. He is. But he is. It's so natural to him. Like with Rashford, Rashford worked hard. He worked hard to improve himself like constantly. With Greenwood, some this guy, it just comes naturally to comes him. To and him, he, yeah. he he has like a particular style as well. He get gets the ball, dribbles, finds space, and Find puts it on his stronger yeah. foot, and and just shoot. He puts his boot through it straight away. Um, so yeah. Also in that game, Bruno did Bruno score? Yeah, I think one of the goals was from Bruno as well. Again, he's become almost a goal scoring machine as well. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the details of this game. Four days ago now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. All, the time. all I know is that we played well and Brighton didn't, couldn't even get a look in. And actually, no. To be fair, I remember it being one of our best performances since the restart. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember why, but we were dominant. That's all. That's all I remember. Yeah. Is was Brighton on watch with um Matic and his? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, Matic the got the yeah, there was yep. a set piece. Matic <laughs> got the ball, <laughs> volleyed it to uh, the left side. Greenwood ran for the ball, did some sick crossover, and then Bruno just literally whacked it in. Oh, yeah. no, it was too thick. It was too thick. 
I was happy last year. What are you talking about? No, nah, this is a different level. I'm just happy. <laughs> no, no, that's absolutely beautiful. See, that was primatic, yeah, that we saw at Chelsea, fam. Yeah. Anyway, he's looking like he's coming back to back to form, which is on football. Yeah, he's been excellent. I think excellent. He's, he's been like one of the undercover star players of this week for Man United. Obviously, mm. I won't say nothing because Greenwood in it, agenda, agenda, whatever. Well, he, he's not undercover. He's star player. Matic mm. undercover. I'll give him that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Actually, seeing as we are talking about Greenwood, actually, no, I'm going to leave that till nearer to the end. Give us a rundown of Man United versus Bournemouth. Now, it, it went 1-0 and I got excited, didn't it? I was thinking, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you put a message in the t- chat saying, I dare you. I was thinking, who are you, bro? Who are you? I'm like, oh, yes, United, please. <laughs> like, Next thing you know, it's 5-2 and I'm sitting in the car like this. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that goal was disgusting. That's their first goal. Maguire, how can you get nutmegged in your box? Just like that. And then the hair. Yeah. Let's talk about the- Maguire just for a second. Just for a second. Because I feel oh, like gosh. you don't slander him enough. On this podcast now, Harry Maguire was transferred to Man United for a sum of eighty million pounds. He cost more than Virgil Van Dijk. Why are we seeing such rubbish behavior on the field when you cost this amount of money? And it's like, why isn't Bailly playing more often? Was this the match where he actually let the ball through his legs? Like, just yeah. Oh God! Glided through him. What's wrong with him? I think with Bailly, Bailly, A, injury prone, B, he's very erratic. Like, Bailly will give away a penalty in a match because, A, his boot is too high or he's just doing something dumb. But he's entertaining. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. He's hilarious. And he's very, very quick and good too. But I understand why he's not a starter for us. Um, Harry Maguire, I, I thought we overpaid for him straight up. I don't think it was ever worth more than 50 million. 50 million was even generous. That's even generous. But, fam, so now that he's shown his ass, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And to be honest, Lindelof does not help him. Like, he doesn't. It's like both of them fall asleep at the same time. And it, I, don't, I don't know. We're just going to, they're lucky that we haven't actually conceded more goals, honestly, because yeah. it could have been wise. There's many times where Wamba has had to cover for them. Um, other times when Shaw has actually covered for them as well. So we just, I don't know, we need to sort it out at the back and Maguire's not helping. Honestly, but, yeah. And the thing is, yeah, okay, we talk about overpriced defenders and stuff. I think we had a conversation about this yesterday. We talk about overpriced defenders and I just want to know, like, how high is the ceiling right now for defenders? Like, for example, Kulabali, if a Premier League team wants to buy Kulabali, how much, I'm going to go to Judy, how much do you think a Premier League team should pay for a centre-back like Kulabali? Um, I want to say in the 50s, you know. 50? You think? I don't know. A player of, like, for him, I think, yeah, but I don't think anyone should be going over 50. yeah. For a defender, I don't defender. think you'd be going over fifty. I just think yeah. because you're not a forward, so why are we paying so much? I really feel like Virgil Van Dijk. He broke the barrier, yeah, but yeah, you've seen but... benefits. <laughs> yeah, you've seen something to back it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit overpriced, but yeah, but he, he consistently. Yeah, 
he's brought them up from wherever and you know they've won league so yeah i don't know but 50 it should never be 50 plus i yeah. think he will be my cap Okay, that's fair, that's fair. But considering 80 million for Harry Maguire, like you'd think like oh. everything Man United are mad, but they would they didn't want to pay that um that amount of money for Haaland. If you had Haaland, you would have been top two by now. You really could have really fought your way back with Haaland. But anyway, I digress. I just really wanted to get everyone's perspective on how we view defenders nowadays and how much they should be worth. So, Brianna, I'm going to come to you. Oh, you look so cute. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I'm going to come to you. <laughs> I'm going to come to you. <laughs> About the, the price ranges for defenders of today, what is your opinion? I think there's been a lot of inflation. I don't even think it started from Van Dyke. I think it was way back from, like, Mangala, John Stone's times. Those times, oh, yeah. they were stupid. Um, but I think that... Um, Having a good defender, like a really good defender, world-class, like top three, it's, to me is just as worth it as having a really good striker because like half of the battle is not letting the other side go. So I feel like it's very, very important to have a solid defence, especially when now top strikers are kind of few and far between. Like if the next best thing you can do is have like a really good defence, you've you've actually completed more, even more than half of the task. Um, I think for Koulibaly, I wouldn't pay more than like 55, 60, because he, he's gotten quite a lot of injuries this season as well. So, uh, mm, yeah, and he's not, he's not the most defensive defender ever. Mm, again, I I feel like that, that plays a part. Like, if you're looking to kind of, like, really shore up your defence and then you have a defender that's, like, sort of running, you know, almost, like, forming part of the attack mm-hmm. as, like, a centre-back, that's not necessarily going to be what you'd want to pay yeah. 60, 70, 80 mil for. But he, he's definitely a good player. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to slam him or anything. Like, yeah. he is exceptional. But I think, like, paying, for example, more than Maguire for him. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, just quickly, last, whilst we're talking about prices, we look at the likes of Greenwood, we look at this, the likes of um, Saka, Foden, Martinelli. Now, these are forward players, yeah? Apart from Saka. Saka, Saka plays where he wants, yeah? But <laughs> forward players that can change the game at any point. Now, Samantha, for each of those players, how much do you think they are going to go for in future, considering the, the ridiculous amounts? Like, how much is Mbappe worth? Mbappe is worth, like, almost 300 mil. 300 mil, yeah. Yeah. Um, if they if they continue playing at the way they're playing right now, in, what, five years' time is in, yeah. they're probably going to be as close to what Mbappe is getting, especially if they're consistent, especially if they're doing um, everything they've been doing now. Like, Saka, he's got his new contract. He's playing... He will be like, boss, tell me where you want to play. I'll play it. (laughs) 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 So if you have players like that who are comfortable being told what position to be playing and they'll be like, cool, today I need you to be here. Boom. Mm -hmm. They're worth every penny that they should be getting. So even, yeah, Greenwood as well. Like that guy, as Breach have said, like he's got a natural talent. It's scary. Like it scares me. (laughs) And Greenwood as well, he can play in any position 
any forward position. He can play on exactly. left, right, or as a number nine. So exactly. again, again he heard you. He's a good player. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Just reminded. Like if you have any player like that and you're able to and they're able to adapt to whatever situation that like, they come in any game, then yeah, yeah I'll listen, take my money. I say with um I haven't really seen that Forden play much. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen him, so I can't really say much on him. But Martellani, like before obviously the injury, he yeah. was also on his way to doing what these guys have been doing as well. But obviously, I can't comment too much because oh, until he no. comes back. Listen, okay. Why is this like you guys have been like you didn't watch him, but like I did it as an outsider. But he was up there. It's only until he got injured. Now said he's not great. I don't get it. Exactly. You're lying. No, like, he's good. He's good. I remember. No, people are not lying now. Like, I guess the whole making Kante slip and then scoring against Chelsea is. Probably one of the only legs you lot can stand on, but out, man. when he comes back, when he comes back, he'll come back and swim. That like, even you'll be scared too. Ah, okay, well, I'm just the messenger. I'm <laughs> playing devil's advocate here, but I'm just saying it was only after the Chelsea match and what he did to Kante that I started to hear about this Martinelli. That's a lie. I'm only the messenger, you know. I. I'm just here to play devil's advocate. But yeah, if we're talking in terms of players that are levels, I think Foden and Greenwood are better than Martinelli and have a higher ceiling than him. I think Bakayo Saka, uh, even give that boy two years, fam, the top teams are going to want him. I know. Top, top teams are going to want him. Arsenal is his home. Leave him. <laughs> I mean, when money comes calling, <laughs> what, what did he raise his um, contract to? 80 grand, didn't it? When, when 180 yeah. grand comes calling. Yeah, that's techie. Bye. Okay, techie. Bye. Uh, not to forget the English premium on these guys, yeah? Like, these boys are going to get paid so much more. Not Martinelli aside, but these boys are going to get paid so much more money than a lot of players that should be getting the money that they're being paid. But hey, mm. I'm not going to go into that. But, 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 but if we're okay, Beatrice, we can move on from Greenwood and Man United. Or do you still have no. a couple more things to say about Greenwood? No. He, what he does speaks for itself, you know. I don't need to talk too much. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. But moving on to, um, I don't know whether to go to the north side or the west side of London. I don't know. There's more of us, so. So, Brie, um, coming <laughs> 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 on to the more successful side of London, um, in recent years, before you guys attack me, in recent years, we know the gap, we know the gap, we know the gap. In recent years, okay, so Chelsea played Watford yesterday. Before we go into the West Ham match, give us a quick rundown of the match versus Watford yesterday. And um, what were your likes? What were your dislikes? What did you think of the team? Um, we were all right, nothing special. Um, I'm glad that Frank made those changes from, was it Wednesday's game? Um, he learned his lesson. 
Um, I know last week I complained about Barclay's decision making. Again, he made quite a few decision bad decisions yesterday. I actually don't know what goes on in his head. Um, I'm actually glad we got a clean sheet as well. And I think, um, who did we have in the middle of? I believe it was Christensen and Zuma. They actually did really well yesterday. Um. It's just the same old really. I don't have much to say on that. I'm just glad we got our three points. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cool. Um, who did who did who watched that match yesterday? Gee, you watched the match yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. You did. You did. You did. What were your thoughts on the match, huh? Um, give us some compliments, like, like you give us. <laughs> I give you guys compliments. At me, I've never heard a compliment from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I've never, ever on this, on this platform, you've never given that, and I don't want to hear it. Me? I give you the accolades all the time. Huh? I always say if Arsenal had the money, if Arsenal had the right manager. <laughs> look at, the, look at the, the way she's going. If we if we had bad. Yeah, those are accolades. It's the accolades. Like, if you guys had the money and uh, the right manager, like, you guys would be, you know, contending for top four, you know? I did watch the match. And, um, yeah, like Bree said, it wasn't, like, a great performance, but I think they just went there and got the job done. I think after the West Ham game, they just got really rattled and they just came back stronger. And, again, Lampard did make the right changes, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the, the the team, your shape was really good. I just think they just went in there with like, yeah, headstrong, like we need to do this. And they were a bit shaky at some points, like when um, Watford would counter. Yeah. Um, I think, was it Zuma? He, yeah. Zuma was Zuma yesterday. Zuma was Zuma. Yeah, so, but I think they literally like, just about learnt from the mistakes. Like, but mm. it, was, it wasn't the best, but... They got the job done in it. True, we didn't we didn't get the job done. It was was good. Um Pulisic stood out, Mount, um, Kante doing what Kante does. So yeah. Don't know why Tammy came on, but yeah. Can we talk about Tammy, please? Because I have been defending this boy for how long yeah, and he's just come to embarrass me. He's come to embarrass. He's so embarrassing. I was so even at the beginning when I said Tammy versus Rashford, and I just slipped back slightly because I'm just like I'm not going to open my mouth again because, <laughs> bro, that was embarrassing. Guys, always offside. Always. always as a, as a striker, how can you always be offside? Do you not have awareness? What yeah. are you doing? He's like that Shuai man. That Shuai used to be offside all the time as well. It's just the same old shit. Like, I'm actually. Yeah over tammy like i'm yeah. so over him and he should be a sub he shouldn't be starting he has shown us yeah. countless times that you don't deserve to be started if he's warming the bench next season i'm sorry i don't feel sorry for you um <laughs> it is what it is and we've talked enough about west watford one thing i will say about west Ham, even though i didn't watch it i'm not surprised that we lost the way we lost on wednesday because especially because of our performance on Saturday against Leicester, we were very shaky and we were very awful. So seeing those results on Wednesday, I wasn't shocked at all. That sort of loss was coming. And I'm glad that it was sort of like a wake-up call because I'm pretty sure that if we didn't lose the way we lost on Wednesday, I don't think Frank would have made those changes he Thank did you, yesterday. Yeah. And then it would have been the same old stuff over and, and over did, again. Did you face Leicester? Didn't you do City then West Ham? Or was it the other way around? We did Leicester FA Cup last weekend. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, we did because we did City before that. And then after that, our performance just started to decline. So let's just see what happens, really. But yeah, I don't know. In terms of top four, if we keep the form one, I don't know if we're going to finish in top four, if I should be honest. Yeah, but with, with like the, the Watford match with Tammy, Tammy and um, Giroud comparison, yeah. So we watched in the Watford match that. Giroud, he, he started the Watford match and we could just see the difference up, up front anyway. The only problem, and I've said this so many times, the only problem that I've had with Giroud is the fact that he's a slow coach. Like, he he's just too slow. There was, there was I think there was one, two occasions where we were on a break on a counter and this guy was just, he looked like he was jogging, but I could tell that he was trying his best. And it was just, it was just so annoying to watch. And you just see Pulisic coming up beside him. But it's like, I'm not going to say what I want to say on Pulisic. In fact, no, no. Pulisic has been doing well lately. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about Pulisic. Yeah, I, I, I put my hands up, put my hands up. The last couple of matches, he's been doing well. However, can we not all agree that he's been watching a lot of Hazard videos lately? Please, someone tell me they see the, they see the similarities. Please, even the way he's winning penalties is the exact same. The sold the shoulder drop. I'm not, compla- drops- I'm not, I'm not <laughs> complaining at all. He's doing what needs to be done. Yeah, so yeah. I can't complain Agreed. about that. I'm just saying, if you're going to do what needs to be done, when someone asks you about, you know, being similar to Hazard, you take it and you don't say, I'm trying to be my own player, because you're not. You're trying to be Hazard. Maybe <laughs> he's learning from Hazard and then trying to become his own player, because he's still young. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a kid, bro. Yeah, he's like, he's still young. very young. He's learning from the best, isn't it? So, he doesn't stop calling him kid, like, he's 21, like, he's not a kid. That is the That kid. is young. That is young. Oh, sorry, sorry. When you guys were 21, were you, you guys kids? You know how you were talking about, like, you wouldn't be surprised if, like, Tammy would be on the bench next season, Brie? Mm-hmm. Do you think, or does, like, does anybody think that he might not even touch the bench? Because you guys are getting Werner, right? And if you want a player that's going to make an impact off the bench... Between Tammy and Giroud, you're probably going to pitch him. And that's obviously not going to be your last Ooh. time. It's you know so do you think, like, he's even going to stay? Is he going to start off then? Is he even going to be on the bench? Like, I don't think so. I won't be surprised. Oh, sorry. Go on, Beatrice. I said I won't be surprised if he goes on loan again. Yeah. Because he needs some sort of development. I d- Where has he been? Swansea and somewhere else? It's not yeah, clearly he's not it's not done enough for him. He needs to go learn some more somewhere. I mean, Aston Villa, right? Like, he was top goal scorer in championship. Yeah. Like, Aston Villa. You can't say that. You can't say championship. that. Championship. I mean, championship. Yeah, 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 but top goal scorer. You can't say that it wasn't enough for him. You know, like... But it's, champ- it's the championship. You need to go to... Maybe go to... I don't know. The go play for Southampton. But we call Bundesliga the Farmers League. We call the French League the Farmers League. <laughs> Like, but it's not a championship, but it's not a championship. But the championship is, as as bad as it sounds, the championship is not shit, you know. You're not it's, understanding. They're not shit. You know. Like, that, the championship, is sometimes it's more competitive than the Prem. Like, okay. right now... It, it depends, more, obviously, it depends on the team you're playing for in the championship. And Aston Villa were up there. Like, they were up there. Like, <laughs> but we, we're, we're looking at them now and, you know... 
pretty yeah. shit. Yeah, but then now that we look at them now, yeah, and we see that they were up there in the championship, Sheffield United as well, they were up there, they're doing well. I guess it just depends how you adapt to the Premier League. So with that being said, can we can we actually allow Tammy to have one more season to adapt to the Premier League? I think some- we should. I think yeah. we should give him another season. Um, I, the only bad side on it is that this season should have been the time for him to actually show his talents and develop himself, but that hasn't been the case at all. So, seeing as Frank loves his youngsters, let's see what how Tammy starts off next season if he does present him with the opportunities to start. But if not, I mean, our bench will be highly competitive, so it's going to be very tight still. I, I, I genuinely feel like there's not going to be any Giroud next season. Who's offering him another contract? No, nah, he's gone. Well, he's when's gone. his contract expiring? Isn't it um, this summer? Oh, they extended it, isn't it? Last was it? Year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's out then. Like, that kind of player that you, you always need to have on your team. Like, just there. As a super sub. Yeah. Why? For how many years should he be super sub? He's he's almost forty. Like he he's not retire at Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> when he runs, with the way he runs, he's almost forty. But where else can he be number one? Like, hey, Giroud, where yeah. else can he be number one? Who right now is going to take him? No one. Go back to France. I am Munch and Black. Ryan <laughs> <laughs> Muslim Black, they might take him. I don't know. Like you can go to another league, but, or maybe Crystal Palace. Or yeah. uh, no, not even Crystal Palace. To be fair, Giroud, his career is literally over, and it's time to come to terms with it. Personally, he's still a goal scorer, yes, and it's time to come to terms with he can't be playing um, top flight football anymore, in my opinion. But hey, uh, maybe America, mm. MLS. He knows. But, but William, yeah. I think William, he was, he's been trying to show us that he needs to stay. So I don't think he might be going. You think he's showing us? He's showing us that. He's auditioning. He does that all yeah. the time. He does he's it all the time. Hazard. Yeah. Hazard was auditioning last season. He's auditioning. He, he he's does it telling all the you time. Like, I still got so much left yeah. to give. That's what William is telling the world. <laughs> no, he's not telling us. He's telling all the other teams that want him. He's yeah. telling them. Do you want him out? Do you guys do you guys want him out, William? I don't really want him out, to be honest. If he goes, I won't be upset. If he stays, I won't be upset. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't I'm have any same. Huh? I'm the same. If he goes, he goes. If he stays, yeah. he stays. Mm. I think he's still got a couple more years in him. So I yeah, think for his own sake he should go. But then again, he can be our bench warmer for as many years as he likes. He likes London. His church is here. Yeah, he, ha- he now has visa. <laughs> so like, he can do whatever he wants. I don't think I'll be moved if he left or if he stayed, but I think Chelsea fans should stop downplaying his impact on the team. Yeah. Like, his impact is there. Permanent. It wasn't there on against West Ham, however. <laughs> it was not there at all. Regardless of what penalties that he scored, I don't care. Like his he was really shit. Run, 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 pause. <laughs> Um, like, he's all, pause. Like, <laughs> goalkeepers need to stop falling for it. But anyway, we've already touched on Pudisic very briefly. Do I need to do it again? No, nah, man. He's done one too. Fantastic. <laughs> Moving on. <sighs> so, Arsenal. Really? <laughs> you were on the fan cam. I missed the question. Oh, okay. You froze, hun. 
if my Wi-Fi starts messing up again, I'm going to be livid. Um, I've had war to my Wi-Fi this week. Oh. There she goes again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're back, you're back, you're back. You're back. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I'm playing, I'm a player. <laughs> 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 well. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. All right. <laughs> okay, forget my question. Arsenal versus Wolves. Julie, give us a quick rundown. Um okay, first half, yeah, it was flat until we kind of got the goal. I think they livened up a bit. Um Wolves started very strong, as we know. Like, I think they haven't lost at home. Yeah, I don't know, but it was a mad stat that they haven't actually lost. Like maybe draws or whatever, and wins. But um, yeah, they like I think in the first twenty seconds they even uh, had a counter and then he scored, and I was just like, whoa, what the hell? But um, yeah, first half was flat until Saka scored, good goal, um, very composed. And then second half, we just came back out and we was more lively. I think we put pressure on in the first 15 minutes of the second half and then Wolves kind of thought, okay, whatever. And then they start to attack back and then it they just it just went flat for them and they never came back. It was going worse and worse. And then certain players you thought that were doing great, like Traore for starters, I thought he was going to do madness, but I didn't see that side of him. Um, yeah, our second goal, like as it came on, Finally got his away goal. Um, yeah. Finally, <laughs> you were waiting for that. You finally got it. Um, I think it's good for him anyway because like all confident, being confident, he needs it. But um, yeah, um, Arteta got it right. I can't complain for the lineup. He got it right. I mean, I'm still gonna always complain about Aubameyang being out on the left. But that's what yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I think I always complain about every week because if he's not in the middle, then you're doing you're doing it wrong. Yeah. But, yeah, he he played all right. Yeah, yeah. Was... What did you think of um, Arteta's changes during the match? Because I remember, I think I think you tweeted something about his changes during the match, and they were yeah. doing really well. The no, because when he first subbed off Tierney for um, now, I was like, I don't agree with the sub, and I tweeted, and I was like, I, that's not gonna sit right with me because he was actually holding off Traore. Yeah. So, because because Colasin actually needed help on that side, like he was, mm-hmm. he couldn't hack it. And then Maitland Nas came on, and then after like the first ten minutes, I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe it's gonna work." And then, then he subbed off like um, Ceballos and Willock, put on Willock and put on Lacazette. Um, can't remember who else he subbed off, but it worked. Like it worked, and he did it at crucial moments, like when we were like um, attacking, when we had like the free kicks, corners. He kind of knew when to bring them on, but he just knew that they would make an impact, and they did. I think when we just had the free kick, Lacazette came on. And then um, it went off for a corner, and then that's how we got the goal. So, yeah, like his tactics worked yesterday. I'll give him that. Yeah. Big up to Arteta because he did Chelsea and Man United a huge favour. Everyone's screaming this. Yes. Huge. Because let's not lie, Beatrice, let's not lie, yeah. This was getting a little bit like, what were these men doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think they were like one point behind you guys at the start of the weekend, and we were just like, yeah. No, they were the same points as us. They had the same <gasps> points as the us. The same points, 52 or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, our goal difference was better. Yeah. Bam, they creeped up out of nowhere, so 
We thank you for humbling them. No. <laughs> it just shows that they can't actually be beaten, you know? Like, they're run at the moment. Okay, fair enough. You know, with the, with the three, the five, whatever, the five at the back that they usually play, their, their usual formation. It is beatable. Chelsea's done it. Arsenal's done it. And hopefully, fingers crossed, Chelsea will get to do it again in the last day of the season. Hopefully, it doesn't even have to come down to, you know, that point. Mm. But it does look like Wolves can still get top four. Now, Beatrice, what do you think on the premise that Wolves could possibly overtake Man United? Sorry, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm confident. Oh, this is this is a whole new level. <laughs> now. Let me tell you now, we're winning all the five games we have left. Right? What are the five games? Bring um, it up. Bring it up. Ish. Oh, I, I need to double check that. Leicester, Southampton. I think we've got Aston Villa, Southampton, Crystal Palace, West Ham, and Leicester on the last day. Oh, yeah. No, we're beating all of them. You're going to beat Leicester on the last day. Leicester away. 100%. Leicester, yes. We're beating them. We're coming back to this one. But yeah. <laughs> I'm saving this footage because yes. if you eat yeah, your words. Right. Come back. Mm. Okay. I'm not taking back. I'm taking it back. We're going to beat them. I think I feel like Beatrice is very confident that Man United will be beating Leicester. Despite Leicester picking up form earlier this week. This week? After how many weeks that people have been performing? I beg. <laughs> it's all about momentum. It's all about momentum. Yeah. Considering that five, the fifth spot isn't up for grabs. And, you know, you can't beat Leicester. And Leicester remains third. Chelsea remains fourth. And you guys can't leapfrog them because they've won all their matches. You have Leicester are not winning all their matches. It's actually impossible. Okay, Leicester's got Arsenal, they've got Tottenham, and they've got Man United. We don't, we don't see them getting the nine points. No. No, because first of all, we're definitely beating them. And then Arsenal, they can probably draw. Tottenham, they'll beat. You see, United, I think that could be a draw. I don't think you guys yeah. can beat them, personally. Especially because nah. it's the last day. The last day, they're mm-hmm. bad. Last day, they the want whole, that Champions League. Marshall coming with fire, Vardy coming with fire. Vardy, then what if Oli just okay? Forget it, it's the last game. You guys have now won all your games, less than lost. It now flips the game. He doesn't need to play his strongest team out, so you never know, girl. Hypothetically speaking, Leicester can afford to lose one game, yeah, they can afford to lose a game. If they okay. can't, yeah, they have to win every single yeah. game. Yeah, that's what I said. We're definitely winning all our games. We can't, if, that's what, if, because we can't afford to. If Not. you win all your games, yeah, Leicester just lose one game but wins the rest of their games, and hypothetically speaking, let's say it's against Man United that they lose the game, mm-hmm. you guys still won't be top four. We'll have the same points as them. It would depend well, on the goal difference. Goal and if we're scoring, if we're scoring at the rate that we're scoring we can catch their goal difference their goal difference is 32 yours is 23 yeah at the moment. i don't think Babes. so basically. that's 10 goals we're scoring on but average right like, now three goals assuming, a game but this is assuming that leicester win the rest of their matches let's say they're winning it one nil two nil you guys will need quite a huge goal difference to overtake theirs each match we could do four nil trust every me week. we can score four nil every week oh 
That is a big <laughs> statement, Beatrice. Don't let Man United's winning run get into your head because it's wait, getting to okay, your head. Wait, 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 every week or let's say a, a goal difference of plus three every single match left right that's 50 plus 15 games plus 15 goals right and Leicester let's say they have like plus five quick maths they have what 33 you said that's 38 then us 15 that's the same flip that's the same okay. that's 38 oh, goal difference each yeah but in that you can concede you know no, yeah, no, so I said, I said, I said plus three. I said plus three. So if it's five two, whether it's four one, I'm saying plus three. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Quick maths. Regardless. I already did the quick maths, but I'm saying it's it's very doable. Regardless. That's what I'm telling you. Regardless, it's not unlikely, baby. <laughs> it's not. Anyway, we'll come back to the end of the season because no one can tell me that Leicester's winning four games. They're not. The same way no one can tell me that Man United are going to win all five of their games. We'll come and show you, innit? Okay. Come back. Same way an Arsenal fan yeah. said last year, yeah, we're going to win Europa League and finish top four. They ate their words at the end of the season. Bitches, be careful, because this footage right be here. Careful. Be careful, because at the end of the day, yeah, if West Ham is still battling relegation, yeah, fam, they will come for you. Really? That's fine. They can bring Bournemouth with back in the relegation. They tried a 2-2. They even scored first. We panned them. Okay, let's wait. <laughs> you see, my hey. issue with you see my issue hey. right now is yeah with Man United. <laughs> like the fact that you guys are on such a winning streak right now, I have a feeling that your players might get a bit too complacent, and one of these games is gonna bite you in the ass. I can see. I think the thing is right. We the way we've been playing is kill off teams by 60 minutes and then bring on all the rubbish players. That's the way we've been playing. It's been like two, three games. <laughs> it hasn't been three weeks. You said this last season. I'm correct. No, I didn't. I didn't. What did I say? You lot said you was going to finish in that top four to get Europa spot. Battling Arsenal fans to finish six. But the season's not done, hun. We're your talking about top four right now. Your last three matches, you will have Brighton. Is it Brighton? Burnley? You lost your last game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did. No, let's not do that. Okay. 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 It's not the same team. And the restart, you did start him. It's only because he's played one game with Pogba and said, oh, the fans love it. Let's play them together. So he might just switch it back up again. It's Ole. Oh, he's not switching. Trust me. He's, I'm telling you that he's playing the same 11 till the season is done. Injuries you happen, now, you know. Injuries, you're not thinking of the FA Cup. You're not thinking of... But the DP, when's the last game of the season? I swear it's in two, two three weeks. Two and a half of the The last week of July, I think. They ain't got a break. Three weeks. Okay, so three weeks from now, now we're good. It's on the 26th of July. And then you've got two weeks of training and then go back to the new season. But, anyways. I'm talking about this season. I'm like, I've not spoken. Anyway, but I'm saying, even, okay, I'm just saying Leicester are not winning four games. Okay. That's what I'm saying. 
Fixtures are vicious. The next three fixtures, vicious, yeah. some vicious fixtures. Good yeah, luck. Right. But our yeah. last game, we should some sort of hope. Yeah, Aston so. Villa and Watford, like you should grab points. But I don't know about Liverpool, Tottenham, and Leicester. That's where you might drop your points. Yeah, that's scary. Because the only other time that we'll gain points is Aston Villa and Watford at the end. Yeah. Even Spurs, I think these next three points. are going to be a test. So yeah, it's hard. I mean, top six would be nice. But at the same time, we just don't know because we have we've been consistent, yeah, for the last four games. But is that the same kind of? I want that same momentum to keep going. But then got must win games as well because everyone that we're facing is basically next to us. Wait, wait, wait a second. Sorry, for you guys to get top six, that means Wolves is dropping out. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. I we don't think that's happening. We beat them yesterday, so... They're beatable. They are beatable, like... They're beatable, but I don't think they're dropping out of the top six. But Wolves, okay. Yeah. Wolves got to play. Wolves got to play. They got Chelsea, Sheffield United. Okay, the next match is Sheffield United. And then they've got Everton. Everton's been it's good lately. The Everton have been good lately. Then they've got play Burnley, who also have been good lately. And they're right behind us. You're not listening. That's what I said. All these players play. All these, yeah. We're all next to each other. So it's, mm-hmm. we're battling. We have no choice but to win. Yeah, exactly. Wolves to find a way. What? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. <laughs> they're getting six spot. They're, they're getting European football. That's all I know. That's it, because we finished above them last season. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, she's relying on us to win. Okay. No, I just said you better beat them since you lot need the top six, isn't it? Arsenal help you in any way. Huh? It won't help Man U in any way. <laughs> Don't mind that. Don't mind that. <laughs> what is actually the gap? So it's your three points currently behind Wolves. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is doable. You even got higher goal difference. This is definitely doable. Thank you. But if we had been, it would have been... Yeah, I was about to say, what do you mean, how you go different? Uh, it's basically the same, nine and eight. Yeah, it's, not it's not too techy, like, I think Arsenal could probably do it, personally. Oh, great. I don't want you guys to do it, because I think you guys shouldn't be in Europe at all next season. You guys need to rebuild next season. Mm. But, yeah, depends. Um, Brianna, quickly, give us a rundown of Arsenal versus Norwich. Yeah, Norwich. Yeah. Um, it was a good game. I think it's one of our best performances this season. Like, not even since the restart, but this season. Though, to be expected, because it's Norwich and they're definitely going down. Um, Aubameyang's first goal was because of a mistake. 
I'm right? Um, from Cool. Yeah. But it was it was still well taken. But then again, like you don't expect a Bambi to miss those. Um, Shaka scored. So I was happy about that. <laughs> that was so cute though. I loved it. I was like, yay! <laughs> I know, honestly, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy that people are now seeing that he's important to us. But yeah. it's also like coinciding with a bit of good form in the sense that he doesn't make as many mistakes and like he doesn't let himself down um well oh and suarez scoring mm. cedric suarez yeah scoring was um that was it was good for him because i don't think i don't think he scored when he was at southampton so like to score when he came on was like i think it was good for his confidence as well um i was surprised though that kind of like spilling into the next match that um Bellerin got benched for him. Like, I don't know if it's because he scored. I, I don't know. But um, overall, the game the game was a good game. I wasn't surprised that we beat them, but I was happy we beat them so convincingly. Yeah. But we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, just one... Co- Am I muted? No, I'm here. Okay, just one question um, regarding Arteta's choices as of late. Now, clearly there's been a difference in the approach to his game and stuff but obviously i don't watch arsenal as much as you guys would so what do you guys and this is just an open this is an open question to julie samantha and brianna what do you guys think that Arteta is doing differently since the restart that is now working as opposed to what he was doing um from let's say manchester city's match and and so forth um was it easy is nothing's changed things are just the same I don't think it's changing formation. I think it's mainly just giving each other a boost. I think it's just the confidence because if you think about it, what's what what changed like from the formation from then to now? Like, there's no player that he's kind of swapped. Okay, um, what's his name? Um, okay, I could say Gwendozi because I think everyone's kind of noticed that was that's a big change there. Like, and yeah. I've noticed it a bit. Even I was rooting for him, but I I've seen that. Some of his decision making is a bit questionable. Yeah. yeah. But um apart from that, I can't really say what is kind of different information wise, but I think it's just the confidence and you know, keep pushing each other and blah 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 and just believing in the team and believing yourself, I guess. But formation wise, I don't see what we've done different. Yeah, nothing different in the style of play. Yeah. Making the right subs, he's at he's actually for the last four games, that Bar City game. Yeah, he made the, the right subs. So yeah. I feel like we're pressing on the ball a bit more. Yeah, Arteta's formation as well. Yeah, I think someone said it. Yes, I can't remember who was commenting, but yesterday they said we're going forward more. Like we're not. Yeah, we're like we're actually high pressing now. Yeah, a lot more than we yeah. used to. And I think I think Arteta definitely knows how to make sure that everyone knows how to work the ball a bit more. Hmm. I don't necessarily think that much has changed. Um, hmm before the restart apart from the fact that the players are now able to do what he's telling them to do like mm. i think the extra i think the break was actually quite good because i think they had a lot more time to like have meetings study exactly like what arteta wanted from them because you could kind of see what arteta wanted to do sometimes but it was just like the players just couldn't do it like the defense was a bit of a mess like everything was just it wasn't coherent and like i don't necessarily think it was his fault like it was just the chaotic situation that he came into 
Yeah. And I think the last game that we had, is it, um, who did we play? How did I forget? Whatever last game we played, our defense, that's been our def- best defensive game since the restart. Yeah. I, I think at least whatever Ateta's doing, he's, he's making sure that we're actually staying quite strong in the defense. And yeah, we've had improvements in there. So I'll give him that. Very interesting. So from going from nothing's really changed to, oh, we're pressed it a bit more. <laughs> oh, there's been a change in the oh, so you don't really notice it. You just got to add a few things that he's like, oh, I think this, I've got that. I get you, I get you, I get you. I get and you. Martinez has <laughs> his flowers as well. Well, what, has he been Has he been good since the, um, the whole Leonard debacle? I can't, I can't cap. Was it three clean sheets now? He's our keeper when we do cup games. So, yeah, you know what he's like. It's just that with the prem is different. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he ain't too bad. He ain't too bad. He isn't too bad at all. Yeah. Like, he, he doing all right. I'll, I'll give him his accolades for now. <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> but, I hate to end this on such a sour note, but the third um, footballing opinion that we've seen on Twitter as of late is the whole... Body, you know, being better than a Didier Drogba of Chelsea, um, three time, no, four time Premier League winner, um, one time Champions League winner, um, how many FA Cups? I think four time FA Cup winner, um, being compared to one time Premier League winner, James Vardy. Now, um, I'm not going to give my direct opinion on this. I'm just going to argue with anyone who doesn't agree with me. Now, who is the better footballer out of, for the Premier League only, out of Didier Drogba and Jamie Vardy? I actually dare anyone to say Vardy. I'm sorry, it's Drogba. Who would say Like, I think people just want to rouse people up. Like, yeah. That agenda stinks. Yeah. With Drogba, people can make so many agendas and that's why they just poke and poke and poke because they compare him to nearly everything and everybody and every trophy, everything you can think of in the Prem. Yeah. His name is always in that list. So, yeah, it's, I love this agenda. It's hold disrespectful. Hold on, hold on. Brianna, what was you saying? I love this agenda. I love it. Honestly, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've gone from comparing Drogba to Henri to now comparing Drogba to Buddy. I love it. It's disrespectful, <laughs> man. It's so disrespectful to Drogba. Hey. Uh, uh, no, we've suffered as Arsenal fans. We've actually suffered with the whole Drogba um, Henri thing. So, is, you know, for like, once, we don't have to be arguing about it. The thing is, though, like any Chelsea fan can say that Henri is better than Drogba. Like that's that's just common knowledge. That's fine, whatever. Mm. But Jamie Vardy is an insult. That's an insult. It's an absolute insult. I I, just, I don't understand the premise of it. Beatrice, what was your opinion? Because you stay very quiet. I mean, I like numbers, isn't it? And the numbers for... <laughs> I'm not saying that Vardy's a better player. I'm just saying maybe Drogba's numbers are not good enough. Oh, don't start it. Okay, don't start it. Based on that premise, straight point blank, Drogba or Vardy. I'm just saying, I like numbers, innit? And numbers don't lie. As long as your opinion is in favour of Didier Drogba, that's fine. Mm. Um, 
listeners, if you feel the need to, you know, carry on this struggle agenda, please feel free to hop into my DMs. I do have your time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have I, I have your time. Um, but yeah, I think it's been such a productive week of football. I think we've had a, we've had quite a good conversation today, ladies. Um, I hope everyone's keeping safe. Even though lockdown is officially over and shops are reopening, everyone, please keep safe because we don't want to have a part two. And I'll be damned if I'm stuck in dawn next year. Three months. I'll be damned. <laughs> so everyone, stay safe. Um, and that's it from us at the Gold Diggers. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.